Welcome back to Starting a Business Simplified. Today I have special guest Mara Kasarik, who is an online course and digital product expert. A little bit about Mara. After years of working in corporate marketing and spending time as a middle school English teacher, she traded in the nine to five to help creative entrepreneurs share their knowledge through online courses and digital products. She provides accountability, tech support, and most importantly, strategic curriculum design that helps make your passive income dreams come true. This is a timely conversation as I have just recently launched my own online course. So I hope you enjoy this episode and gain a lot of tips around how you can get started in the digital space. Welcome to Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift, a podcast for those of you looking to transition from a medical career to starting an online business. I will be sharing how to get started, success stories, and more. If you are looking to make the move from medicine to online, but don't know where to start, this is the podcast for you. I'm Susie Rains, your host, and I look forward to helping you simplify starting a business. Hi, Mara. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's so good to be here. Our conversation today is something that I'm really excited about because it helps people that are starting out get started sooner. I know we talked about that a little bit offline, but before we jump in, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about who you are and your story of how you got started in your business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hello, everyone listening. I'm Mara Kusarik, and right after college, I entered the corporate marketing world. That's how I thought you found success in life is having the prestigious corporate job. So I had a very traditional corporate job in marketing where I worked eight to five, not nine to five, because you have to have the one hour lunch break. I had to travel through traffic every day and I absolutely hated it. But I spent the next seven years convincing myself I liked it because this is what you're supposed to do. This is like what success is. At least that's what I had been told. So I went through several years of I would start at the very bottom of the marketing department, work my way up, become the director of marketing at the company. And I worked for several different large magazines. And then I would kind of get to the top of where I could go at the company. And I was miserable. <laughs> and I hated it. And so three different times I switched jobs thinking it's just I need the right job. And the third time I started to realize, I don't think that's the case. I think I need to be doing something different. I had always wanted to start my own business, but I just really didn't know how you did that. I tried a few different things. It was really hard to have a full-time job and be growing a business. Having a full-time job takes up all of your time. So after about seven years in corporate marketing, I made a huge switch and I became a middle school English teacher. I just wanted something that was much more fulfilling wasn't this corporate lifestyle. And I loved teaching, absolutely loved it. But in that time, I still noticed this entrepreneurial pull of I wanted to start my own business. And so at night, on the weekends, when I'm not teaching or writing lesson plans, I really started to get serious about my business. And I was able to grow it to the point where it replaced my full-time income in 2018, and I was able to leave teaching. I've never had to go back to a day job since. 
But it definitely took a while to get there, to get to this point where I'm feeling a lot more freedom. Thank you so much for sharing that hearing people's stories is one of the things that I love. It's one of the things I love about meeting new people and having guests on because everybody has their own story. And what I love about what you said is you were doing the marketing, corporate marketing job because it's what you thought that you should be doing. And for a lot of the listeners, for those of you that are in a medical position, you went to school for a really long time and that may have been your goal. And now to transition out of that is scary. And you might be thinking similarly to what you shared, Mara. I'm just doing what I think I should be doing. Yeah. And when you have years of schooling behind it, it's easy to keep talking yourself into, but this is what I should want. So you give it another year, try a different position, maybe try different working hours. I tried so many different things over the years of trying to make it fit because it felt like, well, this is what everyone told me I want. It's a stable job that I stay at forever that has consistent hours and consistent pay. And there are good things about that, but it can also be really unfulfilling and really demanding at times too. Yeah. The other thing that you said that caught my attention was that even though you transitioned to teaching, you had that entrepreneurial spirit. So you were like, I still want to do my own thing. And I have to admit, I had the same thing. I went back and forth and I would go back to work and work for somebody. And then I would be like, no, I want to do my own thing. And then I'd go try to do my own business. And then I'd go back to work. And I know that that's common, I think, with people that do feel that urge to do their own business. They know they want to do it. They just don't know how. So I love that you shared that because you're a successful business owner now. And we're going to talk all about the stuff that you do and how we can help people that are listening. But I just love that you gave the example of what you've been through because I know there's listeners out there. I've been through it. You've been through it. And we don't want them to go through it. So that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know at the time it felt like I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. I should have figured it out in one or two years. And I mean, it took me nearly a decade to really figure out how to grow a business. And a lot of the things I was doing beforehand were things that weren't really like making progress because there's not a lot of information out there about what do you actually do when you want to leave your job and grow a business? Most of it isn't very detailed and it's just kind of make a business plan and they don't tell you anything else about what you actually do. Yeah, yeah, totally. And well, and in my case, a lot of people don't even have a business plan. They're working from nothing and just doing different things randomly. And so having a business plan is a good start. But like you said, you, there's more to it. It's not just yeah. have a plan and you're going to make money. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. What you do, if you want to share exactly what you do in your business now, and then um, and just kind of describe what it is that people can do based on what your zone of genius is. Of course. So I have a huge background in education. I was a teacher for a while. I worked for several educational magazines, which now makes sense because I help people set up online courses and digital products. So basically, when someone wants to create an online course or they want to sell a digital product like an ebook or a workshop, or there's so many different types of digital products you can sell. I come in and help them figure out what we're going to create, all of the technology behind it, how we're going to sell it. So that way they can have a consistent passive income stream. We can set up their product and then I get to leave and they get to keep making sales on repeat, which it's really amazing to see what an impact that has on people's businesses, even if it's like a $20 
product. One of my favorite things to do is to celebrate with clients the first time they make money while they're sleeping, which sounds silly, but it's the best moment to wake up and realize, wait, I sold something that I already created while I was in bed overnight. Yes, I have an example of what happened to me. I have a workbook that I sell and I was, we were out camping, my husband and I, and we were walking with the dogs and we were just chatting and whatever. And my watch buzzed. I don't usually look at my stuff when we're not doing anything, but when my watch goes off, I do because it has my step count on it. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'd reached my goal for the day or whatever. And I looked down and it was somebody bought my workbook. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was so cool to just somebody. I didn't do anything. I was out walking the dogs. Yeah, it, it's, it's such an amazing feeling because it shows you what's possible. And most of us have had jobs where we're burnout, you're working all the time. And so to have an example of I can make money and I can help people with the thing I created, but not be burnt out, not be working 12 to 14 hour days is incredible. And it's something I want everyone to have because it gives you so much freedom. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things, I think, coming from a structured environment. And you came from corporate marketing. I can only mm -hmm. imagine. Marketing is, when I worked in corporate, the marketing department worked, was one of the hardest working departments. I mean, they worked really long hours. Similarly to if you're working in a clinical setting, you're working in a hospital or you're working somewhere where you're working 10, 12-hour days. And that time off, it takes you like a day or two to even get rested. And then yeah. maybe you have one if you're working four days a week, depending on your shifts. But those it takes two days to rest. And then you have yeah. one day to do what you want to do. It's yes. like, no. Yeah, I used to work 12 to 14 hour days, which sounds crazy because it's just marketing. It's It doesn't sound like it's something where you need to work those long days, but there's always tight deadlines, projects. I went through a period of time where I would sleep on the couch in my office way more often than I would like care to admit. And then, like you said, when I had a day off and I thought, okay, this is the day I'm going to grow my business. I've got this one day off. You're exhausted. You can't do anything except just recover from the crazy week you had. What I love about passive and I'll have you let before I go there, explain for those listeners who may not know what passive income is and a couple of examples. I know you mentioned online courses and digital products, but if you want to just explain passive income and maybe digital products, what some of those things could be. Yeah. So passive income, there's a couple of different definitions for it, but I define it as you create something once and you're able to sell it again and again. So it doesn't always mean that you're never working again. Usually when you create something, you're still supporting the customers, but it's much easier because you're not trading your time for money. So instead of being an hour of work is worth X amount of money, you're able to create something, sell it on repeat. People can buy it 24 hours a day. You can do a big push for it and you can make a lot more exponential income. So some common examples are having an online course where you teach people something. A digital product is just something you sell online. Usually it's downloadable, like a workshop, a video you recorded, maybe teaching someone how to do something, a spreadsheet that you use in your own business or your own life, and you can sell that and people can just copy and paste it and start using it right away. There's so many different options of something that you can make once, and it'll really help people make their life easier. But then you're not stuck fulfilling it or sitting at a desk every time someone buys it or clocking in and out because 
people can buy it whenever you can work on it whenever you want. It's a lot. It's a lot more freedom for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's something that people can work on. All of those examples sound like it's upfront work. So it's stuff that you do and it may take you some time to create it. I know when I wrote my workbook, it took me about two months, but it's because it's bigger. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of stuff that I was doing. It's a bigger online digital product. But the smaller things that don't take as much time, you do put time in up front, but then it saves you all that time, like you said. What are some things that people could be thinking about if they're like, whoa, I want to do that? Maybe while they're still working, they're mm -hmm. still in their job. They want to start a business, but they're like, oh, I don't have the time. I'm exhausted when I get home. What are some things that you would recommend that they could get started on with maybe some digital products or doing something that's passive income that could help them transition better? I love to always tell people to start with things you wish existed or things you use in your own life. A lot of us have templates we've created for things, and it could be something that you don't necessarily want to use in your business forever. But I've seen people, they created a chore chart for their family or a cleaning routine, and then they're able to sell that because they've already made it. It's something they're personally using. Other people can buy it. They don't have to make it themselves. And then it gives you the freedom to grow your business in other ways. A lot of people get really tripped up on finding the very perfect product right from the beginning. And there really is no perfect product. You make something that serves a need. I think it's great to look at things you're already using in your life. So is there any sort of template or worksheet or system that you've created to make your own life easier? And then another great place to start is what do people ask you about. And that's always interesting of what are people impressed by how you do or they're curious of, hey, how do you know X thing so fast? Or how did you figure out how to do that? Because teaching people is a really easy way to generate income and you're you don't have to do a ton. You're already just sharing what you were doing originally. Yeah, that takes a lot of the work out of it. If it's especially if it's something you're already doing. And if it's something that is already electronic, that's even better. I know I have a budgeting spreadsheet that I share with people and it's how I do my budgeting. It's really, and it, and I use it. We have personal budgeting and then I have business budgeting and I'm already doing it. So it'd be really easy yeah. to share something like that. And I love the idea of, um, of a chore chart or something that you're doing in your personal life. I like what you said about, it doesn't have to be specifically to your business. So for those of you listening, if you're not, you know, you want to start a business, but you don't know what that business is yet. You don't have to wait. You can create digital products and have things specifically related to the business that you want to grow and have later. I love that because that's something you can start generating that passive income while you're still working. And so a lot of people, oh, go ahead. well, a lot of people get very fearful of, oh, if I make a certain product, I'm going to have to do that forever. You really don't. Every single product I've ever seen, every single client, they grow and change over time. It's totally normal to create a product. It might morph into another product based on the response you get. It might become your signature product. Like you're not going to get locked in. No one is going to say you have to do this forever. But it is really powerful to experiment and just put new offers out there because you really don't know what is going to resonate with people all of the time. And I've seen People create so many things they thought were going to be a flop. And it, it's something super simple, like a chore chart they use with their kids or a printable for teachers. And 
it works incredible and people love it. it and like you don't have to overthink it basically I like that you suggested things that are for your family and I do something I saw I noticed it online is people were creating coloring books and I thought that was so smart because I remember when I was a kid and looking at some of the coloring books and going this is all I have to choose from <laughs> it's like I want something more interesting or fun and it's like it's unlimited when you get creative you can do anything. Technology has made it so that we can create so many things and they're unique. They're not, nothing is exactly the same because we're all different people. So not being stuck on, like you said, it has to be perfect or I'm going to be stuck doing it forever. Or this is what my business has to be now because this is something I launched. Just getting creative and having fun and letting it go its course, I think it is really good advice. So what would you... um what would you recommend to get started for somebody that's like, this is a good idea. I think I want to get started and do something. How would they do that? So there's really three key steps and they aren't that hard. Digital products sound kind of overwhelming because most of us are like, wait, digital products that's going to involve software I don't know how to use. It's going to involve all of these crazy things. And it really doesn't, especially today. There's so many simple ways to sell things online. So the first place you want to get started is figuring out how you can help others. And you don't want to get stuck and overthink this. Think of something, like I said, that you're already using in your life. Think of something you really wish existed, something simple like a spreadsheet, social media templates, social media captions, any written copy that someone could copy and paste is always so helpful. Most of us don't want to write things from scratch. Even a resume is like template can be really helpful if you're someone who has gotten a certain type of job multiple times. You probably have some insight on what would make a really good resume template. So decide one idea you want to sell. Don't overthink it. It doesn't have to be perfect. And then the next step is actually creating it. And that's just, you know, creating the template in a Google spreadsheet or using Canva to create your workbook. And this period of time can vary depending on how detailed it is. I always recommend people go simple to start simple, charge less, and then revise and make your product better and better because it's easier to do it that way. And then step three is figuring out how to sell it, how people are actually going to give you money. And there's a lot of different platforms for this. All of them work great, honestly, but things like Thrivecart, Kartra, Kajabi, Stripe, Basically, those are things that will let people type in their credit cards securely. You'll get the money and then they can receive the product either as a download or an email. Step three is usually the part where people panic and it gets a little complicated. But there's so many softwares out there. There's so many tutorials on it. It's really not as complicated as it sounds. And really just testing things out because I know a lot of those services, they have free trials. So I always recommend to people just test things out. And there's so many people out there like yourself and YouTube and, you know, you can Google just about anything now and get some instruction around it. So not being afraid that if you try one and it's complicated and confusing to just keep trying, like try another one, because there's a lot of things out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a lot of things out there that can be used for these types of things. And like you said, even just using a Google Sheet or a Google Doc, that's basic. And you can download it as a PDF and then upload it to where you want to sell it. So many great suggestions there. 
So I'm going to ask a question. This is kind of for me, but the listeners will gain a lot out of it too is, so how, because you have a marketing background, how do you market so that people know that you have something for sale? Ooh, I, so I love this question because I think this is the thing most people overthink of. They don't want to make a product because they say, well, I don't really have an audience yet, or I don't have a huge following on social media. But you want something to sell before you have all of those things. Like there's no requirement that you have to have a huge audience before you sell something. It's not a requirement at all. So my biggest advice is just start talking about it. And once you start noticing, even just in conversations you're having in real life, in like the DMs on Instagram, there are opportunities where someone will say something to you and you can say, hey, you know what? I have a product that helps with that. And it doesn't have to be super salesy or marketing, but once you start paying attention to ways you can just tell people, I have something that can help you with the thing you're asking me about. That's a really easy way to start. And I think it's always best to treat it more like a conversation. So just keep sharing about your product. You don't, in the beginning, need this complicated launch strategy or this huge following or this large email list. Of course, all of those things help. But they grow over time and often it helps establish you as an expert when you have something you're actually selling. It's a lot easier to grow your business because you get real results, you get testimonials, you're connecting with real clients and customers. That's hard to do when you're not selling anything yet. For sure. And having people, when they buy the product, then you now have a way to communicate with them. So once they purchase, and this is something that I've had recommended from other people in their businesses is staying in touch with those people and like taking care of them. And you can let them know, hey, I have something new that I'm doing and asking them for referrals. You know, do you know anybody that could benefit from these products that I have? And just keeping that communication going once you start building, it's, I like to suggest to people, it's like if you had a storefront and people were walking in and purchasing things, the only difference is it's online instead of in person. And so when you're when you have customers coming in, it's how do you treat them and talking to them and remembering them if they come back in more than one time. We have to kind of create that as online business owners because we don't see them, but we have to be in contact with them so that they know that we know they're there and we appreciate them buying from us. That's and great. One thing I wish I knew when I was starting my business was the power of referrals. Because I remember getting my first, like my first two to three clients felt really hard. And I thought it was always going to feel that hard. I thought every single client was going to be, you know, difficult to find someone. And that's not how it works. Because once you have worked with two to three people, often what happens is they refer you to someone else and it exponentially grows. And I had no idea that's what happens. But I mean, how many times does someone ask you, oh, you have a doctor you really like or a photographer that you like? It's the same thing with online business of people really value a personal recommendation. And so once you get those first couple of clients and you have a really amazing experience with them, your marketing a little bit kind of goes on autopilot almost as people start talking about you. And that is the main way my business grew of people just shared my name. And it's grown and grown to the point where now I get so many referrals, I can't take them all on, which is such a great problem to have in business. And I didn't think I would ever have that problem where I had to say no to people. But I really thought back in the day when I was starting my business that it was going to be so much work to get every single client and I would have to hunt them down and constantly be pitching myself. 
But when you take care of people, your name will spread. People will talk about you. People will share what you're doing. Thank you so much for saying that and for being an example and sharing your experience. Because as new business owners, that it, that is our biggest fear. And for the listeners out there, it will happen. It will grow. I think as we start out, we feel the pressure of everything. I have to do everything. It's going to take forever to get clients. I have to work so hard to get clients every single time. I can't do this for years and years. And all of that negative stuff builds up. I really appreciate you sharing your experience because that's how we can encourage and inspire other people is, yeah, it's going to feel hard at first, but you know what? You're starting something brand new. And I like to think about the big names. I mean, I'm going to use Walmart as an example, just because it's huge and everybody knows what it is. He started as just a tiny little general store, I think in Arkansas or something. I'm not even sure, but it started out with one person a man who wanted to have a little general store. That was it. And if we think everybody starts somewhere and now here we are, now here you are sharing your experience and it's wonderful. Yeah. And I let for so many years it hold me back thinking I was too late or it's going to be too hard. And there are things that feel hard along the way, but it's like when you start a new job or when I was teaching middle school and like the first day, something super simple, like putting their name on a piece of paper feels impossible. And a couple of months later, you can do it without even thinking like that's how business works, too. A lot of the hard stuff is in the beginning. And I don't even like using the word hard because it's totally accomplishable. You can learn it. You can figure it out. And then it gets easier along the way. It just becomes second nature. But I know for me in the beginning, it felt so scary to figure out how to start a business. How do you get clients? How do you sell something and get so much easier the more practice you have at it? I really appreciate you saying that. That's so helpful. And to those people listening, it is true. And if you listen to the podcast and you hear all of my guests, we all have that common thread that, yes, it, take action. I think that's like the number one thing that comes out of almost every single guest that I have is don't think it has to be perfect. Just take action in whatever it is that you're doing for your business. And then things will flow and you can always improve. We're always improving. And every business, even the multi-billion dollar business out there, they spend time and they ask, how can we improve? It's always looking to the next thing. So I really appreciate you being here. If you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners how they can get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more, if there's anything that would be helpful that they could do after they hear the episode, an action step that they could take. Yeah, so I have a really helpful freebie. That's 100 easy passive income ideas. It started because I kept having clients who would tell me, okay, I'm burnt out at my day job and I want to grow my business or I'm burnt out on one-to-one -one clients, but I don't know what product to create. And so over the years, I started keeping a list of different te templates you can create, different types of spreadsheets, different video trainings you can create. So there's over 100 now I add to that list regularly. If you go to maracasarek.com slash passive income ideas, you can download the list. It's growing all the time because all the time when I see something new or I, one of my clients create something new, I'll add it to the list. So that way you can grab it and just pick one. A lot of them are really simple things on a Google Doc, a spreadsheet, Canva templates, if you're familiar with that, but things you can set up really easily and possibly 
create in a weekend or in a couple of days off because I know we're all strapped for time. And once you set up that first product, it kind of starts the snowball effect of you get one sale, then you get a couple of sales. And what happens is it becomes enough money to give you a little bit of freedom to do something else. And maybe that's not quite leaving your job yet, but you could say no to some overtime or you take an extra day off or something. And then it gives you the freedom to keep growing your business in other ways. That is so helpful. And I'm going to recommend 100 Ideas because if you're listening right now and you're like, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to start, it'll be really helpful to have that list. So thank you so much, Mara, for being here. Thank you for all of the wonderful advice that you've given us. Thank you so much. It's been so fun to talk to you today, Susie. As always, for my listeners out there, keep it simple. Thanks for listening to this episode of Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift. If you enjoyed this episode, then hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for you, so be sure to reach out and let me know what you thought about this episode. If you're not sure how to get started with your business, download a copy of the Starting a Business Simplified Guide. Click on the link in the show notes for your copy.